0: What's up, losers? It's me, one of the Critcholites. I hope you all appreciated how strong we looked in this episode, fighting that crazy samurai and all those vicious woolies. We were totally winning, too, until they broke the orb. Whatever. I always thought that orb was stupid. Anyway, I'm supposed to introduce this podcast. Gotta recap... More like whole lot of crap. Man, I should start my own podcast. Hello everybody, welcome back. Back to the cast, got to recap episode 4. Thank you all for joining us. Nick Montagani. I'm here with Brendan Riley again. Brendan, how are you? I'm great.
1: great. That's it. That period. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for keeping it succinct. Um man, we're back. This is I this is exciting this episode. You know, we've talked a couple of weeks recently about how you know, going forward where we're out of the opening movie, we're into sort of the meat and potatoes here of what Samurai Jack is really all about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, this, this first episode is sort of indicative of kind of how the series is really going to be structured going forward. And man, I'm, I'm so excited for like how our podcast is going to be going forward too. This is, it's a new era
1: for us here. Yeah. We're getting into the show proper now.
0: Good stuff. Definitely excited. Um, and yeah, like we said, episode four, uh, Brendan, let's get into this recap.
1: Let's do it. Watch it.
0: Yeah, so episode four titled Jack, the Woolies, and the Critcholites. So make no mistake, this episode is about Jack, the Woolies, and the Critcholites.
1: Mm-hmm. Three things, keep them in mind. They're going to show back up.
0: <laughs> They'll make a few appearances here. Um, August 13th, 2001, so only three days after the premiere movie which I
1: oh okay yeah
0: I find that very interesting I would have expected a longer gap you know at least a week but yeah three days so. I could
1: have swore there was some sort of time gap
0: right I do remember you saying that it makes me wonder if that like the premiere movie was like a weird midweek episode or something something along those lines I guess I don't really know I mean I know it played mostly in prime time but I don't. I don't think either of us are going to remember what specific day of the week these episodes were on.
1: Was um, Samurai Jack a cartoon cartoon? Like mm. when they did the the cartoon cartoon block, like mm-hmm. with uh, I think Ed Ed Nettie Courage, all of those.
0: I don't know. The internet exists to give us these answers. Yeah.
1: All right. So, people on the internet, email us at at gmail.com and let us know. If, <laughs> There's still if so, if so was many questions we're waiting on here. Yeah. I also need to know about Samurai Shampoo. There's one question <laughs> I asked last week that we lost to the old recording, so you guys don't know what it is. Oh,
0: yes. Um, uh, that one's just for you and me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and we'll never find out whatever the answer was to whatever the <laughs> question was.
0: Uh, episode four. We open up and we see these shots of like a jungle. We're in like the middle of a jungle or like a heavily forested area, which I think is immediately interesting because like I'm, I'm sort of fascinated that areas like this still exist in this world. Um, you know, so far what we've seen is, you know, the, the second episode was in this giant sort of future city with flying cars and towering skyscrapers. And episode three, we get sort of like that desolate, ruined, like modern looking city, like all these towers like crumbling. Mm -hmm. Um, So I am interested to see the like this overgrown forested area that's kind of like untouched by Aku's influence or just like the influence of progress of humanity.
1: Yeah. um, It kind of makes you think or wonder if like the city that we saw is like the central hub and like the further away from that you get the less industrialized things are.
0: They did refer to it as a central hub, and Jack.
1: That's true.
0: <laughs> central hub of
1: Sector D or something like that.
0: <laughs> did you say central hub? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, so yeah, we are in this forested area, and we get some shots of like trees and stuff, and then uh, we see Jack's arms kind of reach out from off-screen and grab um, some vines that are hanging from the trees, and he starts crafting something. Um, there's like leaves falling to the ground. Uh, he's, he's got some vines. He's like twisting them up into a rope and he fashions them into like a snare or like an animal trap. He places it on the floor and puts some food in the trap. And then we see that a wild boar starts to approach the trap and is like sniffing like the carrot that he put in it. Um, we actually see that Jack is watching from the bushes. He's watching this, this boar sl- sl- sort of slowly approach the snare that he set.
1: Yeah, you just see his spooky eyes looking out from the bushes. Yeah. I,
0: I think it would be fun if he like picked up his feet. So like the you would see his little feet from underneath it and he starts tiptoeing away uh, <laughs> in the bush and it makes a little.
1: Yeah, yeah, there are some of those sound effects in this episode later on. <laughs> you no,
0: know, we do actually see Jack is like hiding in the bush and he's very. Closely watching this this boar mm-hmm. approach the food and we actually see him like lick his lips and sweat is dripping down from. Yeah, his face. Yeah, like-
1: it makes a really gross slurpy noise when he licks his lips, too.
0: Yeah, he's clearly um, starving here, um, which is interesting that, you know, Jack is such a skilled fighter, but, you know, maybe not such a skilled hunter.
1: And we never saw him learn to hunt in that opening montage. Maybe uh, that would have been a good thing to learn instead of hieroglyphics.
0: <laughs> he at least learned how to craft the snare.
1: That's so. true. That's true.
0: He's uh, waiting for this boar and he's almost got it in his trap. But then suddenly from off screen, there's this loud rumbling noise and into the scene bursts this giant like mammoth. It looks like a woolly mammoth uh, runs into the scene.
1: Uh, It's got this weird face too, like almost a human face with a weird droopy nose. It's so familiar, but I can't place what it reminds me of. It's kind of like you ever you ever see Maggie and the Ferocious Beast? No. Uh, it's this children's cartoon where there's this beast with like dots all over him and they can pull the dots off and they do wacky things. But I think he kind of reminds me of that mixed with, uh, Hannaford Hank, which is the mascot for Hannaford's, which is, I, 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 don't think it's a national chain, uh, grocery store, but it's one around here and there's this like rainbow, like monster that's their logo uh, <laughs> or was, and it kind of reminds me like of a mixture of those two and maybe a little bit of like snuffle off, guess.
0: That's going to play really well with a global audience, but also I didn't even know that Hannaford grocery stores had a mascot.
1: Yeah, yeah, just go, you can all google it and you can send Nick a picture <laughs> at, <laughs> at gotorecap@gmail.com. Got <laughs> uh
0: yes, please flood our inbox with images of <laughs> Hannaford Hank. Yeah,
1: please do that.
0: Hannaford a Fine Grocery Store. <laughs> so yeah, um this this mammoth creature busts through this scene. And uh, we actually see that th- two or three other mammoths are chasing him, and they're, they actually have riders on their backs that are these little – we don't really get a good shot of them right away, but they're these little blue men sort of riding on top of these other uh, mammoths. And the mammoth that burst in gets its foot stuck in that snare that Jack had set and starts running away, uh, but the other end of the rope is actually caught around Jack's leg. And so, as the mammoth is running, he pulls Jack and sort of snags him and starts dragging him through the forest floor. Jack's like getting hit in the face with branches and stuff.
1: Yeah, well, he dodges a couple of rocks and he looks all smug and then gets smacked in the face. <laughs> it's hilarious. Not so quick
0: on your feet or on your back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's getting pulled along the forest here and uh, he grabs the rope, he sort of steadies himself a little bit and grabs a rope and starts sort of climbing, slowly climbing his way up to the mammoth and climbs up onto its back. Um, and he's riding on its back for a minute and he grabs the rope from behind him. Jack grabs the rope and fas- fashions like a, a lasso out of it and and sort of tosses it around the mammoth to trap its legs and stops it. And it slides to a halt. Its its legs give out and it slides to a halt along along the ground and actually slides all the way up to the edge of a cliff.
1: Yeah. If Jack hadn't done that, I think they both probably would have gone over. Yep. That was um, good foresight by Jack
0: there to yeah. uh,
1: make the stop. He saved that thing's life.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he, they slide to a halt and then um, Jack sort of hops off of the back. And as he does this, uh, the other mammoths, mammoths have caught up And those little blue aliens, we kind of get a better shot at them now. They're like these little blue guys with these permanent scowls on their faces. Um, They're wearing white jumpsuits and carrying these like black trident spear weapons.
1: Mm -hmm. They kind of look like um, Monkey from Dexter's Lab, but a little bit more angular. Like their heads are are like octagons or something like that.
0: Yeah, they got... Weird-shaped heads, weird-shaped mouths that, yeah, permanently scowling. Um, <laughs> there's actually some shots of them later on when they're, like, smiling, and it never looks natural for them to smile.
1: No, they always have angry eyes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they jump off of the mammoths, and they're carrying these weapons, and they run up to the mammoth that was escaping them. And they start shocking it, like, with these, these tridents, like, these electric bolts are firing out of the end of them. They're, like, prodding him, and they're making these... Awful, terrible, like painful noises that the weapons are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds extremely painful.
1: Yeah, they're like souped up cattle prods.
0: Right. The The mammoth looks like totally anguished by being zapped by them and then just kind of collapses in a heap. And so they, they walk over to Jack and they start to talk. And there, there's three of these aliens that approach him and they all have the same voice.
1: And it's a bad voice. It is. It's, again, like uh, another Dexter thing. It kind of sounds like Mandark. Okay. If you remember him.
0: Yeah, vaguely.
1: Yeah. This uh, this episode reminded me a lot of Dexter,
0: actually. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm sure a lot of the oncoming episodes here where it's kind of more episodic, you know, self-contained stories. I'll bet they kind of borrow a lot from stuff like that, which is great. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they... They start talking to him and they say, "He's the first one says, not a bad job with the beast. <laughs> the second one just says, I guess.
1: I guess, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, already, like, they're huge dickheads.
1: Yeah, like, we, we, I don't, at first it seems like maybe you're supposed to like these guys, but then as soon as they start speaking, you're like, oh, never mind, yeah, oh I, I hate these guys.
0: These friggin' jabronis. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're dicks. The other one says that they would have caught him anyway, and one of them just says, "Whatever."
1: Yeah, they wouldn't have though. It was it's about to go right over the cliff. Man, I hate yeah. these guys.
0: I know I hate them so much. <laughs> I can't wait for them to get their comeuppance. Um, but yeah, they 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 shoot these electric bands. Like they they point their tridents at the mammoth and they they shoot like these bands out of them that restrain its legs. And they they say to it, you know, that it'll never escape again. Um, and that its days are numbered thanks to Jack stopping it they they sort of thank him as thanks they want to invite him back to their village um and at first Jack sort of isn't sure if he should go and one of them just says you should
1: there's gonna be a big feast
0: <laughs> yeah he says there's gonna be a feast with rare delectables oh man <laughs> <laughs> this voice is just so bad
1: rare um, rare never been out of box delectables
0: <laughs> yeah we'll get into their collective collector. <laughs> <laughs> tendencies here, but he invite he invites him, yeah, says there's gonna be a feast, and Jack his his stomach rumbles, so he thinks, you know, I haven't eaten in a while. So he agrees to go. Um they start traveling back to the village. We see them walking through the forest and they're riding on the backs of these woolies, sort of towing that one that escaped behind them with like these electric restraints that are on it. Um the alien starts to sort of explain to Jack kind of what the situation is here and he says to them he says to Jack that they've lived here in this this forest, this jungle for many, many decades, he says. Um, and when their first settlers arrived, it was kind of a barren wasteland uh, that they started to cultivate. They're kind of bragging about like how good they are mm-hmm. at like, farming and settling this land. But he says that these woolies, he calls them the woolies, the mammoth creatures. Um, they once roamed the land sort of wild. He describes them as Bloodthirsty creatures that threatened those early settlers.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't really see it though. They don't look too too dangerous to me, aside from being rather large.
0: Right. This is the first moment of many suspect moments of like these these aliens kind of making these claims that very very quickly proven to not be true. But yeah, he yeah he describes them as bloodthirsty and says that they nearly drove the aliens to extinction. But over many years, they were able to sort of tame them. And now the Woolies kind of do their bidding, um, you know, help them with their their daily tasks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's he's explaining all this as they arrive back at the village. And we get the slowly panning shot up over, over the village. And we see these large, ornate, like, beautiful white towers. But, like, the further up we go, we kind of no- notice that these towers are in ruin. Like, they're kind of in disrepair. Yeah,
1: large holes in the ceiling
0: crumbling pieces of them all over the place um, hasn't been kept up.
1: Yeah, they certainly look like ruins and they certainly look a bit older than several decades.
0: Exactly. Which Jack immediately picks up on. Um, he notices that this this ain't right.
1: These buildings seem quite old. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's got this like smug smile on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This terrible smile, which again just doesn't look right on like his hanging jowls.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going for. <laughs> <laughs> it's a
0: th- it's a thing.
1: It's our aesthetic.
0: <laughs> if we saw it on HGTV, <laughs> so yeah, they they start to walk into the village, and we get shots of like some woolies performing like these laborious tasks, like dragging stuff behind them. They all look very sad, like they've all got big frowns on their faces. Um, so you immediately are like sympathizing with them, especially because the aliens are such dickheads. We see that, like, yeah, they're they're dragging these these baskets and stuff behind them, and the the aliens are repeatedly zapping them with these these prod like the cattle prod weapons they have, like just nonstop barrage of zapping them.
1: Yeah, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's terrible. Um, they they take that woolly that had escaped, and uh, they they tell them tell the other aliens to lock him up. Um, they start zapping him and like hurting him away and like kind of yelling at him. I'm pretty sure
1: one of them says to him, go on, fatty. Yeah, he does call him a fatty <laughs> amid them <laughs> all this? going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like
0: so rude and like, I don't know. We don't. You don't know what counts as fat and woolly culture, but even if he is, you know, lay off.
1: The directors of the episode are really just trying to drive home the point that we don't like these guys. <laughs> but to make sure you know it.
0: Very effective. I hate them so much. Yeah, they, they herd him into a cell and uh, they slam the door behind him. And this big woolly face shows through like the little window yeah. in the cell. And he looks extremely sad. He's got like this <laughs> big frown. I think there's like a little sad music sting that plays for a second.
1: Yeah, I like think it's so.
0: They're clearly like showing you the tragedy of his situation here. And yeah, from that, we immediately cut to the feast that they've invited Jack to. Um, we see it's later at night and like all these aliens are sitting around like a big campfire that they've made and there's like food and stuff. Um, <laughs> there are some woolies that are there's three woolies that are, like, blowing into this woodwind instrument, yeah, like, yeah. simultaneously. Those guys rock.
1: Yeah, which uh, also uh, is the first, like, hint that they might be capable of more than just walking around like big uh, elephant kind of creatures.
0: Yeah, they've got some certain skills beyond just being huge and being able to drag stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so we're looking at this campfire scene, and we get, like, a nice little montage of these aliens just acting like total assholes yeah um we see there's two of them playing what looks like a chess game like some sort of equivalent to chess Mm -hmm. uh and there's another one standing behind their shoulder and he just says wait what are you doing
1: (laughs) i hate backseat gamers
0: i know like i feel like we've all played any board game with someone who's done like exactly that like judging every move that you do oh yeah we see we, we we are like panning over the screen and we see there's two more that are arguing over like a little bronze statue that's in the shape of one of these aliens. Yeah. Um he's one of them's holding it up, explaining it to the other one. I actually wrote down exactly what they said here.
1: <laughs> oh, sweet.
0: Cause this is like a perfect, like this is such a one-to-one representation of like people that you know in our lives. Like I feel like we all know multiple people that are exactly like these aliens oh yeah oh yeah these aliens are like the kind of people that i i hope that like people in my own life don't think that i am <laughs> representative of them like i hope no one watches this episode and goes like oh man that reminds me of nick
1: <laughs> well i mean uh bad news Oh, because <laughs> when i watched it <laughs> hey
0: um. <laughs> that's all right that's fair i thought the same about you bud <laughs> here we are we're doing it we're doing it right now <laughs> finally this is how it ends
1: <laughs> i thought that about you too
0: <laughs> that's fine um okay yeah so they're arguing over like this little bronze statue and the one says to the other one you can't get this one anymore it's the junga import edition theirs is better
1: <laughs> yeah whatever i got one oh, where was it? he says he got one yeah. somewhere else
0: he says, I, he says, but I got the exact one in Sarsifis for only 10 pieces still wrapped. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, these guys are arguing over their action figures like this really does take me back to like the time of 2001 being over at a friend's house and then being like, check out this cool Tonka truck I got. <laughs> I
1: uh, don't care. There's also an episode of Dexter's Lab that's about this, where he goes to that that uh, he goes, they try to go to like a Star Trek convention and end up at a Barbie convention.
0: I uh, mm, that sounds familiar.
1: To yeah, me. it's basically the same thing where everybody's like, it's new in box. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they're they're like this weird collector culture. Yeah, obsessed with their their belongings and like just trying to outdo everyone. Like I've got better stuff than you do. And the other ones saying, no, mine's <laughs> better. And Jack must just be rolling his eyes. at like all of this going on. He's just <laughs> there for the food.
1: Jack hates consumerism. <laughs>
0: That's why he wouldn't buy any Aku Cola.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think he missed out, though. <laughs> That's true.
0: All he got was that gross clam beer. <laughs> we actually get to see Jack. He like chokes down some like hot white beverage, like hot milk. Yeah, looks bad.
1: He seems pretty stoked about it until he drinks it and it burns his <laughs> whole throat.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, he doesn't enjoy that very much, but um, the aliens announced that the entertainment has arrived and it's these two woolies like dressed up wearing like little hats.
1: Yep. They're kind of dressed up like a uh, Abu from Aladdin.
0: Yeah. Specifically they look like when he's like in elephant form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They come out um, with these aliens riding on their backs and they start doing like circus tricks, like throwing a ball to each other um, all while being zapped by these cattle prods. Um, they look miserable, but the aliens are loving it. They're like cheering, and uh one of the woolies throws a ball to the other one and it kind of misses and falls over and crushes that uh alien riding its back. Um they get really pissed and start zapping the shit out of it.
1: Yeah, like, right in the butt.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just nonstop barrage right in the ass with these cattle prods. Um Jack like clearly feels uncomfortable. He's kind of looking around and like slowly clapping. He's he's not really into this. Yeah. He he actually calls out the harsh treatment. He calls it harsh to one of these aliens and and he says back to him, "Well, this is no different than how you humans uh treat." He says, "What do you call them? Horses?" Yeah. Jack kind of seems to consider that for a second. He's like, "Oh, yeah. yeah you,
1: you know, I, be I do okay. electrocute my horses all the time."
0: <laughs> oh, we've got so much evidence here in the first few episodes of Jack being very good to horses.
1: Yeah. So, was that thing in the last episode a horse or was that some sort of alien? Are there still regular horses? I have a lot of questions about horses.
0: I also had the same questions, um, how (laughs) horses seemingly still exist in these this world. And and apparently humans are still bad to them.
1: Yeah, Um, I wonder why uh, a benevolent leader such as Aku wouldn't have outlawed things like that.
0: (laughs) That is a good question. Uh, It's like I said at the beginning of this episode, it is kind of weird. It seems like this is like the land that Aku forgot.
1: Uh, Yeah, it kind of kind of like does he have full control over the earth and he just lets this happen or does he not know? It's
0: kind of confusing. I I would have
1: thought that he would have
0: seen everything, Um, but clearly he's, he's kind of not tuned into what's happening here, Um, which is maybe for the best. Yeah. Um, But yeah, he, Jack, we cut to sort of later that night and Jack is kind of walking around this, this village kind of pondering this whole situation. He says, he looks up at these buildings and he he says such, such huge structures for such small creatures. And he actually walks over to that, that cell where the willies, the willies being kept. um, And it, it, cowers from him he approaches the door and it, it cowers away from jack jack says uh it's all right you know i won't hurt you um he actually takes out a fruit that that he had taken from the feast um he takes out like a fruit and offers it to him the woolly bites it uh gets slobbery woolly spit all over his hand very cute
1: yeah and then jack does what uh anyone with a pet would do and he just pretends to pet the woolly to wipe the spit on it
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we've all been there but the woolly doesn't
1: mind. You are not so bad, are you, big fellow? Well, sleep well, my friend. Help oh, me. Mm.
0: What? Hey! And get- it, like immediately as he turns around, these aliens are already rushing in, um, and they start just zapping the fuck out of this this <laughs>
1: Yeah, they, they're that's in there. open the door and rush in and you just see electricity coming from the window, yeah.
0: <laughs> just blinding lights pouring out of it. It's like a laser light show. And the one of the, the aliens says to Jack to, you know, be careful around the Woolies. <laughs> he actually says to him, uh, their mind control will fry your brain. <laughs> yeah, <it> does <laughs>
1: as much as I hate them? I do. I do love the way they talk.
0: They say the dumbest shit in the dumbest voice. So, you know, it just it makes the ultimate payoff at the end of this episode all the more sweeter. Yeah. They, they're they they're sort of harassing this woolly. And um, after this, we fade to commercial. And when we fade back in, we're kind of in this weird scene um, where we're looking in the jungle at like these shadows of all these twisty vines. And uh, we actually see Jack's silhouette kind of like running across the vines, sort of climbing and jumping. And then he, he approaches this gate, this large ornate gate gate that's that opens its doors and he starts like flying through it so already like we can kind of clearly tell that this is some kind of dream sequence some kind of
1: trippy dream yeah
0: right um he starts flying through the gate and then we cut to him fighting like these little black demons um he's like fighting them off with a sword
1: i really like the design of the little demons i think yeah. they're they're very cool <laughs> they're just like little imps
0: that he's just yeah fighting off pretty easily but there's a lot of them then we see actually that same woolly, the, the face of that woolly is like in this floating, glowing orb that's right in front of him. And again, in the same voice, it repeats to Jack. It it, it says, uh,
1: help me. <laughs> that's a pretty good impression.
0: There's a lot of good impressions to take out of this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we see it in that orb. And then there's another orb that is sort of shooting out like these, these electric bolts that are encircling the woolly Um, And it says, help me a few more times. Um, And Jack brings his sword down on the orb and explodes it in like this giant electric blast. Um, And then there's the shot of like a gigantic woolly standing over him on two legs. It's like the most intimidating, like heffalumps and boozles that you've ever seen.
1: Uh, And it looks it looks almost painted like a a different art style from the rest of the episode. It, It looks like a like an ink painting. It's very. Yeah, it's very well done.
0: Yeah, it's very cool. And we kind of zoom into that, that face. And then Jack, you know, wakes up from this dream that he's in. And we see, he's kind of like sleeping in the middle of the village somewhere. And he immediately gets up and he's, he's decided to go sneak back to the cell where that woolly was being kept. Um, We see that there are these little blue aliens, just like kind of sleeping all over the village, just like sprawled out wherever they please. He tiptoes around them, sneaks his way back to that cell um, and opens up that window and looks into the woolly and says to him, "Do you understand me?" And there's a pause for a minute, and then the woolly, in you know, pretty clear English here, says back to him, "Yes, uh, please help us." And Jack says, "Well, what do you want me to do?" And he he asks Jack to free him. Um, so Jack does. He opens up the gate, and they they make their way out of the cell, and they start to slowly kind of stealth their way through the village.
1: It's a pretty good sequence of them like hiding behind pillars and stuff, like. With, with a bunch of the, the aliens sitting around complaining to each other. Yeah.
0: There's like a few of them on patrol. Um, <laughs> we get more of this stupid like collector talk from them. One of them says to the other one, uh, I says to Charlie, I have three of those. <laughs> <laughs> they're such shitheads. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're like tiptoeing their way. It does that little yep. tiptoe noise that we talked about. Yep. They, they reach a gate, which actually, you know, looks exactly like the gate from Jack's dream. So, you know, and there's several scenes here that, that match the dream sequence that he had. So there's a little clairvoyance going on there from Jack.
1: Yeah. It's probably the woolly's mind control. It fried his uh, brain. <laughs> it
0: fried, it fried his brain real good. And now he's, he's got like the world's worst case of deja vu. Yeah. So they approach that gate and, uh, the woolly tells Jack to unlock it and Jack. Looks at it for a minute and he actually pulls out the hairpin that's like holding in his little samurai ponytail. Mm-hmm. It's like this good little gag of him pulling it out and then his hair just falling down flat on his head like a yeah. messy mop. <laughs> yep. It's pretty silly. He he fiddles with the lock for a minute and then it just pops right open. Um, he redoes his ponytail and they walk in.
1: Yeah, It's not a very secure lock. He just he did a raking attack and it just opened right up.
0: Yeah, there was nothing to it. Yeah, they 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 walk through the gate and uh, we get like some sad music here and we see that this pen it's like a giant pen that's filled with tons of these sleeping, sad-looking woolies. Um, they start walking through and Jack kind of questions it and and the woolly says to him, you know, this is where we're kept at night. And they they're walking through and yeah, they all look really sad and it's like yeah, really melancholy music. And they 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 reach the base of this large tower. Um, with this tall staircase and the woolly says to Jack, he just says up and starts like bumping him with his nose.
1: Yeah. And Jack's a little confused about what he wants.
0: Yeah. The woolly just says again to him, Oh, (laughs) Jack starts to climb up the tower and, uh, He reaches the top of the staircase and once he gets up there, there's what looks like a large statue of a Mm woolly. Um, it kind of looks like a statue sitting in meditation and it's got like these long, like vines that look like hair kind of hanging down like around its, its face. Um, and it looks like a statue, but then slowly its eyes start to open up and it's got like these bright, blinding eyes, um, that open up slowly and then Suddenly, like a bolt of electricity, or like a beam, shoots out of them and and connects into Jack's eyes, and mm-hmm. the, they kind of lock eyes for a minute. And we actually see that the statue starts to talk. And as it's talking, um, Jack can see some visions. Um, and and the 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 statue says to him, he introduces himself as as Lazo or Lazor, um, the the eldest of Woolies. He says,
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's a pretty cool looking character, though. Yeah, he's he's well designed. He's got like these big like warts on his woolly yeah. nose. It looks like he's got fingers, which I don't think the other woolies do. Uh, he's got like his hands together in front of him and almost like a, a meditation pose. Right.
0: The older you get, the more defined your hands. Yeah, that's true <laughs> of humans as well. But yeah, he, he introduces himself as the eldest of woolies. And like I said, he starts to Jack's vision starts to get like flooded with these ancient um, scenes of the past. Um, and the the Elder Wooly explains to him, he says that they were a happy society sort of before the darkness fell, as he describes it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really interesting. I might be reading into this too much, but he says before the darkness fell. And then we actually get like a shot of a lunar eclipse happening. Um, it makes me wonder if he's referring to like this was their society before the dawn of Aku.
1: Yeah, like they've been around since then. Hmm. I actually didn't even consider that.
0: Yeah, I, I only thought of it because it was, you know, that that shot of the lunar eclipse, which we know was how Aku came back into power. Um, and it is it is weird because it's kind of like we talked about, like, this land seems untouched by Aku. So, like, even his reintroduction is, like, not necessarily the source of their their plight. Yeah. But I just thought, yeah, I'm I might be reading into more than what was really there, but I just thought that was kind of interesting. He says, yeah, that they were a happy society and we actually see these woolies in the society um, standing on two legs, not in sort of on four legs like we've seen them now. Um, We see them all walking around on two legs, wearing like these ornate robes, like they're wearing clothes Um, and they all look really happy. Like they all look super peaceful and um, they're living in this beautiful society.
1: They're having a great time. There's not all the trees around. It looks like it's mostly fields at this point. But right. It hardly looks like a barren wasteland.
0: No, no, exactly. Um. So you know that that description that the the aliens had given before, like it, varies quickly, unraveled here by what yeah. we see. Yeah, and we see those same beautiful white towers, like those pillaring structures that um are now not in disrepair. Like they're like beautiful, shining white structures. Um. The the elder woolly says that you know they had discovered. He literally says they had discovered paradise. Which is believable, you know, by these scenes. They they all look happy. He says, um, ours was not a culture based on technology. Um, I'm going to, all right. I was afraid to do this, but I'm going to give it a shot. Ready? Ours was not a culture based on technology.
1: <laughs> that was fantastic. It was maybe the worst one yet. <laughs> now do it as, as Joe Swanson. P- P- Peter.
0: <laughs> uh, bringing it back. Yeah. He says, you know, they they were not based on technology, um, which is interesting. We get like these shots of a woolly painting like a beautiful fresco on the top of one of these towers. Um, he's painting like the scene of these woolies. Yeah, harvesting fruits and like these these out in the fields that you mentioned. It's It looks very peaceful. They're all happy. They're like playing in the fields. But then one day, um, the elder woolly says, you know, they, the aliens came. Um, and they're, we see, like, these shots of the skies blacked out, and then these rocket ships start, like, raining down from the sky and yeah, crashing into this village.
1: They almost look like like spiky spears that come down and just, like, slam into the ground. Right. Yeah,
0: they they, they slam into the ground, and then, like, hatch, hatches open up, and these aliens come marching out. There's, like, thousands of them carrying, like, these weapons that they had. And the woolly says that the the Critcholites the were upon us, which is the f- – First, I think it's the first and only time that we refer to these aliens as Critcholites.
1: I believe so. Apart from the uh, the title of the episode,
0: <laughs> so if it wasn't obvious before we started, the Critcholites, we 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 have Jack. Let's ru- let's run through them. We got three. Yeah, yeah. we got three
1: items. Three important things here. Jack. Yep, got, got it. Woolies. Well, you you got them, babe. There's a bunch of them. Yep, they're all sleepy boys right now, but they're there. Critcholites. Oh yeah, oh, we yeah. got them. <laughs> Tons of Critcholites. You want Critcholites? <laughs> I know just where to go.
0: I got Critcholites to spare. <laughs> yeah. So the, the Critcholites have appeared and they're, they're carrying these weapons. And we actually see that the Woolies had tried to like defend themselves with like these simple tools that they had. Um, but again, you know, they were not a sophisticated um, society technology wise. Um, so they were sort of easily overpowered by the Critcholites who um, enslaved the Woolies. Actually, <laughs> the elder woolly says to him, they, they, used the power of the orb <laughs> the orb There's <laughs> like this big huge orb um again you know like we saw from Jack's dream sequence um there's like this big huge orb structure where this a bolt of electricity these bolts start to pour out of it and we see those those woolies that had been walking around in two legs in the scene from the past they're now sort of forced onto four legs mm. um and you know they're they're happy. Smiles are replaced by like the frowns that we're familiar with yeah, them now.
1: They're iconic frowns. <laughs> that
0: classic woolly frown. <laughs> yeah, they've they they they've sort of been taken over here. And the, the elder woolly says to Jack, you know, he fears that the woollies will go extinct if the Critcholites are not stopped. So he asks Jack if he'll help. And Jack just immediately agrees. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I believe anything you say to me because I hate those yep. guys.
0: <laughs> those guys are dicks. Uh, <laughs> their collectibles do not impress me. Uh, They got to (laughs) go. So, yeah, from here, we cut to another shot of that orb structure. We see it's at the top of this, like, very tall black tower Mm. um, that's in the middle of a pit. Um, And in this pit, it's surrounded by, like, thousands of these sleeping critulites that are, like, sleeping together, like, on top of each other in a big
1: pile. In one shot, it looks like a huge pile of them.
0: Yeah. They're just like stacked all over each other, like sleeping and snoring in unison, all making the same noises. Um, they kind of sound like you know that vine with the basket that's full of uh, rubber chickens, and yeah. somebody pushes their hand down, and they make the rubber chicken noise all
1: together. Yeah, it's like a cacophony of rubber chicken squeaks. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> they kind of they kind of reminded me of that. But yeah, Jack and the Wooly, that the one that he had freed, they're they're there, sort of looking over this pit. And um, Jack tells the woolly to stay behind. And then he starts to swing on these vines that are sort of over the pit. Um, He's swinging on these vines to reach the base of that tower. He gets to the tower and he starts to climb up. And we see the woolly is watching him sort of from the edge. uh, And he's getting really excited. Like he's got a big smile on his face. Yeah. Yeah. He starts to climb up the tower. He's like climbing uh, just like the face of it. And then there's like these big, pillars like these spiky pillars that are coming off he starts like jumping across them and making his way up he's basically doing like the 16th colossus from shadow of the colossus just like making his way (laughs) up to the top yeah yeah he he the further up he goes like it gets a little more perilous and the the woolies like kind of leaning further in closer looking at him climbing this tower and um Jack is actually he he reaches up with his hands and like there's a little crumbly part of the tower that falls off and uh, Jack catches like some pebbles in his toes yeah, with his him. feet yeah <laughs> extremely dexterous Which, move
1: did it did it show him stick his sandals into the tower or did he just let them drop um
0: his sandals have like those spiky things that actual climbers um put on the bottom of
1: their shoes oh, is that yeah. a thing did I make that up <laughs> um, like I think those are for like walking on ice. But I know what you're talking um, about. It's definitely a thing.
0: We I think we forgot the scene in the opening montage where Jack uh sort of free climbs the Matterhorn. Um, <laughs> so, he knows what he's doing.
1: I've played Assassin's Creed.
0: <laughs> he yeah, he he's doing like all these these great moves like these perilous things that he's he's escaping from and the the Wooly is like getting super excited. He keeps leaning in closer and closer and closer to the edge of the pit. He's got this big smile on his face. Um, And Jack is almost to the top of the tower when the woolly finally leans too far forward Mm -hmm. and knocks like a large brick that's been on the side of the pit. He like knocks it over into the pit and then falls in himself. Um, It's this very silly moment where you're like, oh no, well – their cover's blown, but it's actually kind of funny because like the woolly crushes like a few of the Critolites under him, but that doesn't wake them all up. And like the brick lands on top of another Critolite and completely crushes it, and that doesn't wake them all up. But yeah. then like the one that got crushed by the brick, his feet like kick another one in the forehead and he slowly wakes up. He's like, What?
1: It seems like they they hit him like barely like hit him too. It's like really gentle. Because yeah. they stick up when he gets hit by the brick and then they come down on top of the other one's head.
0: Yeah, it's just a gentle, yeah, gentle little tap, and like that's enough to like, oh, well, now their cover's blown. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely silly, and they they all wake up. Um, they're about to attack the woolly, and then suddenly Jack has appeared at the bottom of the tower, and he says, "Halt!" Uh, he says, "There, there is no escape." He says to the woolly, he's talking to the woolly, mm-hmm. um, and he's very clearly here pretending that he's um threatening the wooly like he's going to take it down.
1: Yeah, and the wooly believes it. He's Jack's really selling this act.
0: Yeah. Um it's very convincing. The last time Jack said to any creature that there is no escape, um he <laughs> completely obliterated him and all of his brethren. Yeah, so, we know
1: what happens when Jack says that.
0: <laughs> when when that comes out of Jack's mouth, um something serious about is about to happen. <laughs> um yeah, he he's threatening the wooly and the critchlights love it. They're like cheering for him. And Jack takes his sword and holds it in front of his face and then just launches it towards the woolly um, and it's flying through the air and then it sticks into the side of his head. We see it like enter the side of its head. Yeah. Um, which is like kind of horrifying. It like stick sticks into his head and he, he kind of slowly turns around. So we see it like sticking out the side of him and he's kind of looking at it like quizzically like it didn't hurt him. But yeah. it's clearly like the blade is like into inside of him.
1: He's like, I shouldn't be alive.
0: This seems wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, we actually, it's great because what happens is that he's launched it. Jack has launched the sword directly into like the, the invisible force field that has been restraining him. That was created, you know, by the orb. Um, great aim.
1: Yeah. Uh, especially cause I think the woolly turned when he saw the sword coming at him.
0: Yeah. So Jack had to he predict had to, that.
1: <laughs> he had
0: to curve it like in that, that movie where they curve the bullets.
1: Yeah. Wanted.
0: <laughs> Stupid. I love that movie. <laughs> it is stupid though. It's inherently dumb. I've never seen it, but yeah, it just even, I remember when like that was the thing in those trailers, like you can curve the bullets.
1: Yeah. You just got to like throw the gun and it keeps the momentum. It's fine. It's, it's how so it works.
0: <laughs> yeah. But the, the sword is like sticking out of the side of his head and it's obliterated this, this force field. And, and everyone kind of starts to realize what is going on here. Um, that the, the, Wooly is now free and the the realize it too and the Wooly now with the the restraints gone stands up on its two hind legs like we know that it regularly should um and it's massive like it's just towering above these creatures um and the Kritholites yeah they realize that they've been had um and they they start to attack the Wooly and start to attack Jack
1: mm-hmm.
0: so yeah the fight is on here and the Wooly Like I said, he's he's way bigger than these these critcholites, and he just starts swiping at them with his giant fists and wipes out like dozens of them in a single swing.
1: And this is another part where we get fun sound effects every time he hits them. I think it makes like a dog squeak kind of noise, like a squeaky toy.
0: That they're worthless. Um, they start like attacking Jack one at a time. He's just punching them in the face and like kicking them aside. I'm (laughs) like, this is so finally like the very satisfying moment like that we get to take out all of these stupid idiots
1: yeah he's like, just fist fighting them because he threw his sword away
0: <laughs> he's had enough of their crap and we <laughs> all have to so yeah they're they're coming at him and they're just totally useless he's like throwing them aside like nothing um but there are you know thousands of these critulites and jack kind of realizes that he says you know there's there's too many of them and he says that they have to destroy the orb um he says to the woolly that you know we have to go destroy that orb um, and from here we actually cut back to the pen where all the other woolies had been, and the the elder woolly kind of slowly opens his eyes again and he just says, It is time. <laughs> um,
1: Very ominously.
0: Yeah. They all start to like slowly march out of the pen. We cut back to the fight, and you know, Jack and the woolly are still winning. Um, but there's there's just completely surrounded by these Critolites. Um when the other Woolies show up uh and they're still restrained though. Like hmm. they they have not been freed like you know this woolly had been by Jack. Um and the, the Critcholites, you know, they know this and they start to zap them again with their cattle prods. But this serves as just the distraction that they need as Jack hops onto the back of the freed woolly and they start to climb towards the tower, and they they actually get to the tower and Jack is climbing. Yeah, they're they're climbing up the tower, Jack riding on the woolly's back. And the Critcholites notice this and they they say, uh, they're going for the orb. The orb. <laughs> you can't let him get the orb. <laughs> yeah, they're going for the orb. And uh, the, the Critcholites start to uh, chase after Jack and the Wooly. Um, they're like climbing up after him and swinging on like vines. Um, one of them actually manages to zap the Wooly with his cattle prod thing. And uh, the Wooly can like barely hang on. It's like quivering.
1: Yeah. It looks like those things are pretty rough. The terrible noise that they
0: make. Yeah, clearly. Uh, this is painful stuff. But yeah, he, he can barely hang on. And he says to Jack, you know, I'm I'm too weak, he says. And uh, Jack thinks about it for a minute. And he comes up with a perfect plan to get them to the top of this tower.
1: Yeah, because luckily Jack knows that they live in a cartoon.
0: <laughs> he knows it. We know it. Um, <laughs> he, he takes his sword and just he gives the woolly a little... A little poke in the bum,
1: <laughs> just a little, just a little po- prod to get him going. It's
0: Just, it's a little poke in the bum. Um, yeah, <laughs> sticks, sticks his little sword in there, and the and the woolly just gives out like a uh, like a big yow, and shoots up in the air like a rocket.
1: <laughs> yeah, with like the Roadrunner sound effect. <laughs> yeah.
0: He basically does the goofy wahaha hui noise, <laughs> like blasts into the air and falls down on top of the orb. Uh, and just completely crushes it under his own weight.
1: Yeah, just he, he butt slams it.
0: Yeah, it's it's obliterated, and uh, they they land back back on the ground. And as they do this, um, the the have realized that the orb is destroyed, and they they kind of panic for a moment. But then we cut to all those woolies that had been restrained. Um, all of their restraints start to disappear, sort of one by one. Um, and then they all stand up on their hind legs and we get this triumphant music playing behind them. Um, and yeah, they are they are finally free.
1: I think it should have started playing. We're not going to take it. And we could have got a great <laughs> montage of them kicking the shit out of these We'll
0: uh yeah, we'll add that in post here yeah. behind
1: <laughs> when we the, do our when we do our episode commentary track. We'll add that in.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that would that would have been fitting. Um, just imagine it in your head.
1: Like in Max Keeble's big move. <laughs>
0: oh, it's been many years. <laughs> That's all right. Did was that kid also in I think that kid was in Home Alone 3.
1: Was he? Isn't it um I could be totally wrong here. Isn't it PETA from uh The Hunger Games? PETA is the uh He's the kid from Zathora.
0: He's the quasi love interest for Jennifer yeah. Lawrence in yeah. The Hunger Games.
1: Yeah. Okay. And he was he was the older brother in Zathora. uh sure (laughs) (laughs) you never saw space jumanji it's actually pretty good
0: (laughs) i've seen jumanji jumanji i watched the recent jumanji and i don't really understand the hype like people actually thought that that was really good and yeah
1: enough to make a sequel
0: i uh, yeah well i mean i look any amount of money these days is enough to make a sequel i mean for for god's sakes they made a remake of jumanji
1: (laughs) but it's a video game now it's it's hip
0: (laughs) it's not hip It wasn't very good. I watched like 45 minutes. I turned it off. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they um, Oh, I got to recover here after talking about Max Keeble's
1: big move. (laughs) I'm here for the deep cuts, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so they're they're all standing up now and, you know, they're they're freed from these restraints. And uh, the 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 Critchelites kind of approach them with their weapons and they smack them away. And one of the Woolies says to him, your weapons are worthless now. (laughs) <laughs> and they just start freaking pummeling them like the Woolies come down and they start just like we saw before, like they're taking out tons of them in like every swing of their giant fists.
1: Yeah, it's like a Dynasty Warriors game.
0: Yeah, basically. Yeah, they just start fucking them up and the Critcholites, they run away and we actually see they run back into those like big rockets that had crash landed. They run back into them and they fly away and uh, Jack has saved the day and the Woolies are free.
1: Hooray! He did it. And there was much rejoicing.
0: Yeah, they fly away and they kind of celebrate for a moment. Then Jack kind of turns around and all the woolies are bowing because we see that that elder woolly is now like flying into the scene. Yeah. (laughs) He's like levitating and lands into this pit where they all are. I feel like he's got like more powers than he let on. He might have been able to handle this. Yeah, can all
1: the woolies do that? (laughs) Was he ever enslaved? Only when you become very
0: old. And you've had enough time to meditate at the top of a large tower.
1: Uh, okay. He's, can, he's unlocked the woolly powers.
0: Yeah. He's leveled up his woolly abilities. Yeah. He, he flies into the scene and uh, they're all bowing. And he the, the elder woolly says to Jack, you know, he thanks him for saving them. Um, and he actually asks Jack, you know, is there anything that we can do for you? And Jack just says back to him, you know, there's there's only one thing that I quest for. And immediately the Elder Willie's like, yes. <laughs> and he has these visions of Aku's face like in his eyeballs, which is the only time we see Aku in this episode too. Yep. Got to fill the Aku quarter though. Of course. He immediately knows what he's talking about. And uh, then we get the shot of Jack walking away from the scene um, with <laughs> – he's walking away from the scene with the Elder woolly's face – like in the sky, he yeah. looks and th- he looks like like God in Monty Python's holy grail, like talking to them. Like <laughs> his face is just shining down. Um,
1: and the rest of this guy is covered with his hair, like his curly hair. He just takes yeah. over the entire sky,
0: right? Um, it's it's kind of a ridiculous shot, but we see his face talking to Jack and he tells him to um travel north where he will find a magical place that can sort of help him on his quest. Um, and Jack's walking away into the forest. And then that is the end of the episode.
1: Yeah. Watch so what did you think about the episode, Nick? I'm taking the I... reins this time. <laughs> You've flipped the script on me here. And
0: I'm <laughs> not sure. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was great. Like like we said before we recorded, I was so excited to like finally get into kind of how, how Samurai Jack kind of really is. Um, you know, like I think I've said before, like everybody's watched those first three episodes way more than they've watched any of the other episodes. Yeah. But, you know, if you have watched the other episodes, like you know that this is kind of how everything how everything is structured here moving forward. Um, I loved it. I also loved how like the focus wasn't necessarily on Jack like fighting Aku. Um, you know, this was just Jack kind of standing up for justice and um freedom, um, you know, wherever he goes and it's good to yeah, kind of see him establish these principles and, you know, not not have to spend so much time like worrying about Aku, although ultimately, you know, that is his goal. Um, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I see. I know what you mean, too, where he's not so like singularly focused on hunting down Aku that he can't stop to help out some people in need. Right. Um, yeah. I uh, I felt like it was very short when I watched it. I couldn't believe that it was over when it ended, um, but I think that's probably something I'm going to have to get used to.
0: Exactly. I guess yeah.
1: what, twenty minute twenty five minute episodes?
0: Yeah, something like that. Um the beginning and end of each storyline is going to happen within this twenty two ish minute period. Yeah. Um yeah, but that's that is what the show is, and I'm just, yeah, super excited that we're finally into it.
1: Yeah, uh, it was great. I, I'm I'm very excited to keep going with it.
0: Um the Critcholites are assholes. I'm glad that they're gone. The woolies are great. I'm glad that they're free.
1: Yep. I hope we see them again.
0: We very well may, Um, but yeah, that that was the end of the episode. Um, I loved it. I can't wait for next week's episode. I actually got a sneak peek on HBO Max of what next week's episode is, and I hope you don't know what it is because it's so ridiculous. Okay, yeah, it's going to be great. Um, Yeah, this show goes to just like weird places
1: going forward. I'm very excited. See, this actually bringing that up. This is one of the episodes that I don't really remember watching uh, when I was little. So I'm, I, I have a feeling that I might not remember as much of the show as I thought I did. Uh, like maybe just a handful of the more notable characters really stuck out for me.
0: That's exactly what I was hoping for.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I'm, 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 uh, grateful for that. I'm really pleased that, uh, (laughs) it's, it's going to be fresher than I thought.
0: Uh, it's going to be great. We are going to get to it all, but, um, yeah, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed it and hope you join us again next week for episode 5. Um yeah, again, thanks everyone for, you know, interacting with us on social media. We've had a great time with you there. Thank you all and thank you for, you know, rating and reviewing us across podcast services. That's been extremely helpful and we hope that you um continue to do that if you haven't done it already. You know, please drop us a review where you can and uh, you know, tell your friends. Tell your friends who love samurai jack or love cartoon network or you know you want to be nostalgic with some of your friends you know they'll get them involved and get them yeah. get them into the show
1: uh and if you want to see some weekly artwork for the show you can check us out the only thing we've found that works for it is uh what was it it was uh pocket cast pocket cast was the only app so far that <laughs> is actually using our weekly episode art so you can follow us on there to get that or just follow got a recap at instagram or on instagram
0: Brendan does uh, weekly artwork for our episodes here outside of the the regular cover art, and uh, you are doing yourself a disservice if you are not checking in where where those unique images are available. Um, it's very creative, and I'm super appreciative that you've you've taken on this cause.
1: Yeah, I have a great time doing those, uh, and I want everyone to see them. So go see <laughs> them, and you can email us at gotarecap at gmail.com and let us know what you think about them.
0: And we've got burning questions that we need your answers for. Yeah, that, was that
1: was line. Max Keeble, Peta? I really need to know that, but I'm not going to Google it. I don't, I, I, I don't Google things.
0: I refuse to. Um, someone's got to answer that, or else you know we'll be thinking about it for the remainder of this podcast. So for please, the rest of my life, please, someone get in there and uh, give us give us the details there. Um, but yeah, that that is going to do it for us here this week. And uh, Brendan, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. (laughs)
0: Uh, We'll catch everyone next week. Uh, Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.